back with more of the fish cast and uh we finished an extended long weekend we had all kinds of bowl games uh new years all this other stuff and, and you know we can get to the uh we'll get to the semifinal games uh soon enough uh michigan congratulations to michigan and washington for uh making the finals one final pack 10 big 10 matchup before both of them before they become conference brethren yes. next year so wait a second big... you're saying there you're saying there's more than one conference that plays for titles apparently apparently so yeah oh uh, man yeah, the whole country is finding that out right now you know that yeah this is that... a tough day really really you, you gotta think with the flags at half mast at espn <laughs> on uh <laughs> on tuesday because that'd be uh, rough that'd oh, be yeah. a tough one to watch your golden children i can hear him right now saying i knew we should have put alabama and georgia in the front in the game you know, yeah. in the playoff you know yeah. oh yeah uh, um well the orange bowl uh we knew we you you were there, unfortunately. I got to watch it. I, I was covering hockey games. I got to watch it. I could turn away from it occasionally. You had to sit there and watch it in person. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I watched all of it um, till the, from the beginning to the end. So it, this was this was a bad day for college football. It was just a bad showing that this happened. I, you know that. You had this, you know, Florida State had what what was the final count? I think I had like 15 star, whatever. A lot of starters missing. Pretty much it was pretty much like I, I forget the percentages, but it was mostly it was anywhere between 50% and like 95% of their production on both sides of the ball wasn't in the game for touchdowns, passing yards, running yards, you know, sacks. Uh, turnovers, tackles for loss, whatever you want to say. The only thing I think they had an allotment of starters was, was on their offensive line. Um, it just it, – it it wasn't – obviously it's not indicative of, of the season they had. And it's easy – and I think it was safe to say, you know what, 2023 was over. We went 13-0. and This game is just here because we kind of have to play it. And, and, and take it to check, but I mean, as you were watching it, did you just feel? Did you feel anger? Did you feel disappointment? Were you just sad? Like no, I, I, I my whole thing was is once you saw the disparity uh, between the teams, you and you take the emotion out of it. I, I feel bad, and listen, I've dealt with all these schools and you know dealing with them and everything. You got to feel bad for coach Norvell. And the reason I'm going to say this is that you see what he's been through from the COVID years and what, you know, the Jacksonville state loss and, you know, everything he talked about, you know, coaches are kind of like politicians. They promise a lot and deliver very little. Um, he delivered, he delivered, he turned the program around. They went 13 and zero, and I felt me personally, and I understand that a lot of the kids were upset. I felt that, a majority of them should have played because one, a lot of them that opted out are probably never going to play college football or pro football again. Like their careers are over. I, I think Jerry and Jones is one of those kids that most likely, unless he was hurt, is probably never going to step on a field unless he plays, you know, at for, you know, I don't know, like pro, semi football. semi yeah, pro football. Sort of yeah. yeah. So it, it's sad for those kids because this could have been their last moment. The Orange Bowl still has a lot of prestige. 
I felt like 14-0 and and having one of the best seasons ever at FSU still should have meant something. And I get it. There's disappointment. But how many times in life and sports are you told that, hey, listen, you're going to have disappointments. You're going to, you have to continue. And this is a point that coaches sell. You got to fight through it. And it was one more game. And I felt like the fans deserved it. The program deserved it. Norvell deserved it. He didn't deserve what he got at the other end of that. That, you know, that's not fun to get beat like, to get beat like that. And the point is some of the players were on the sideline, I believe, that opted yeah. out watching it. And to me, that's even worse. I, 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 as a player on the team, if I was playing, I want to punch one of those guys. Like I, I just, I thought it was a bad way to end a great season. If you get beat, like a lot of these teams get beat, you know, Ohio state lost like, Hey, listen, you lost 14 to three. It's not, they got beat down and it's just yeah. all the hard work that they had to go through in spring to get to that point. It would have been nice to them for these players to follow through and finish thing, this off. And I understand that they didn't make the playoffs, but you know what? You don't know. They could have won the AP or one of these uh, championships and had it. Maybe it doesn't mean all that much, but it does. It, yeah. They're going to look back. I think some of these players are going to wish they had played in that game. Yeah. I, I got my own opinion and I'll share it in a second. I'm going to ask you first. Uh, Kirby Smart had most of his players in the game, the ones that weren't injured. Like Brock Bowers, some others were dealing with injuries from the from you know from the previous game from the SEC game, and it made sense for them not to play. But he had made it clear pretty early that the guys that were healthy that weren't in the transfer portal were going to play. They did, you know, that included you know got included a lot of starters. Why why did Kirby Smart? Why did Georgia kids want to play in that game when Florida State kids did not? What do you think is the reason for that? I personally, and this is going to go off wrong, and I know, I think a lot of it is those are kids that are homegrown, that weren't portal kids, that there's a pride in the program, and they have, because they've invested themselves for two, three, four, five years, a lot of those kids, and I know that may not seem like anything. I just think there's a pride to not, like, every game matters. I don't care if they played a scrimmage. It's that old saying, hey, listen, I don't care – it's a game. We're all going in. You know, we're brothers. And I think that there's something to be said about kids that transfer, that there isn't that blood and tears that they put into that program. They're very, they're basically mercenaries and they come in and they play for that one year. And if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. They don't care. And, and, and I'm not saying that all of those guys were like that, but I think there's a point to be made that those guys, it meant more for them to finish strong and keep keep it. Listen, they've won a lot. They want to win their last game. There's a pride in winning. And there's a tradition there at Georgia now that losing is not acceptable. And I just think that you've got to start to look at that. We've discussed it. I think Norvell, and I know they've won with the portal. And everybody, the portal, to me, is like, you know, it's like drinking an energy drink. It's great when you drink it. But, man, when that thing comes crashing down, you feel like crap. And that's where we're at. We feel like crap. We took that energy drink as a program. We took that instant shock, and it worked. But where are we now? And now the reality set in, like, oh, man, they've got a lot of holes on their roster now. And it hurts your roster. And, and the portal is great for certain things. But when they you relied on it as much as they did, 
I think a lot of these kids just didn't care. They're like, hey, you know what? We got screwed. We're going to screw them. Too bad. Yeah. And I feel bad because I don't think that's the right attitude to have. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty, you know, and I, I think, you know, we're, 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 we're aligned here. You know, for me, it just, it felt like a situation that they went all in for one year. And, you know, all these guys, and I give them credit, all these guys, you know, they had the same uh, same goals in mind. You know, they wanted to go undefeated. They wanted to play in the playoff. That's why they were there, was to go 13-0 and and get to the playoff. Going 13-0 and and not getting to the playoff, I don't think was ever even thought about a possibility. No one would have thought it was a possibility. It's never happened before with a Power 5 conference team. So when they did not get in, I, I don't think I, – I just don't think Mike Norvell had a sales pitch to hit, keep him around for another game, you know? I think they put so much into this was what we're here for. We're here to make the playoff. And they didn't make the playoff. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, I just feel like, you know what? I, I, I'm sure he asked each one of them to consider it. And I'm, I'm sure some of them might have considered it for more than 20 seconds and just said, you know, no. This isn't what yeah. we're here for. This isn't yeah. what we came for. And I don't want to say he told them to do what they ever wanted to do, but I mean, he I've I've only seen that look that he's had. You see it on a coach that's lost a game they shouldn't have lost, whether it was Jimmy Johnson in 97 when they played Penn State, or you've seen it. I saw it with Urban Meyer when Jimbo beat him his first year at Florida. Like the guy looked like he checked out. He looked exhausted. Even in in the post game of the Orange Bowl, I, I just think emotionally he put so much into this season, and it was a big letdown. Like yeah. you know, you, like there was no reward at the end. You know yeah. what? You go to the playoffs and you get beat. You get beat, but you know what? You can still tell your team you had a great year. They got they got shafted, and from the looks of it, I know that you know some of these people that you know pump up these other schools. They were undefeated. They didn't lose a game. And the two teams that just lost had already lost a game. And that's the, the frustrating part is they keep saying, oh, they got it right. No, they didn't. The two teams that they let in lost. So yeah. they didn't they didn't get it right, you know, because there's no saying whether Florida State with Tate Rodemaker, and I know both of us didn't think he was the greatest in the world, but he still had – you can't sit there and say he had no proof. He won the Louisville game. He played very well, and he, he I think – up to this season, he had five touchdowns, no picks. And while he wasn't great, they did have players around him to compliment him and a great defense. They had an elite defense. Yeah. And and Michigan has shown that if you have an average offense and elite defense, you can make the championship game. They just proved it, you know? Uh, so I think that's the frustrating part is that people that pounded in everybody's head, oh, and – you go look, Alabama's offense was putrid uh, against Michigan. And really, if it wasn't for special teams errors, that game wouldn't have been close. Yeah. yeah. You, you brought up Tate Rodemaker. Uh, he jumped in the portal, I think, on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas, sometime very late in the process. Uh, got a lot of heat for it. Um, I'm still kind of – Indiff- indifferent about it because it was very clear that he wasn't part of the plans in 2024 as a starter at least. Like, I, I even if they couldn't have gotten uh, DJ Ugalalele, 
I don't think they they, they would they would they would not have went with Tate Rodemaker. It just wasn't. They just I don't think the staff believed in like the staff <laughs> because of the way we look at it. Corey, look, it's we all have pride. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to sit there and tell a guy, listen. I know we don't want you next year, but we need you for this one game. Yeah, and I mean, like fucking, dude. Like, we yeah. like uh, hey, I, I know you got a concussion you, in your last game, and you got your bell rung, and yeah. you suck. You suck, but we need you for one more game. And by but, the way, it's gonna be like uh, Georgia, and you're, you're gonna have, yeah, to, and you're gonna have like you're gonna have like scout team perform scout <laughs> team guys around you. Like, yeah, yeah I, I understand him saying goodbye. Yeah, I mean, you get frustrated for a minute that he bailed on the program, but then you're like, all right, they don't want me next year, but they want yeah. me to take, they want this beating on my, on my tab. No, I'm not taking, I'm not taking this beating. We'll close uh, a little bit about signing day in, in general. Uh, all three schools through the uh, through the through the composite rankings had top fifteen classes. Uh, although for only one of all three of the major Florida schools, we'll say the big three. I think uh, UCF had a, UCF and USF both had solid classes. Congratulations to USF, Alex Golish, seven and six record, forty five nothing bowl victory. That that came all because he, he came, came, on, the he came on the show. He came on the all pit, because yeah. he came on the fish cast. Yeah, but. Yeah, so we're getting into it. it. It felt like three teams, which is the first time in a while that all three of the major Florida schools that had top 15 classes, but only one of them really felt good leaving the day. Florida had a, had a class that was ranked about fifth, turned into one that was ranked about 15th, but they did get DJ Lagway, a, uh, a five-star quarterback, and they did get LJ McCray, a five-star uh, defensive lineman. So they got two things that give you hope. Florida State lost out on some big they, – they actually had they, – they went into the day, I think, in a top three class, finished somewhere they, around but, 8, 9, and 10. But they really lost one player. They 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 really – Jeremiah Smith was committed to yeah. Ohio Yeah, they lost K.J. Bolden was a kid that they yeah. lost. I mean, it's – Blunt, yeah. we knew Blunt was Armando Blunt was going to flip to Miami. We yeah. knew that was they yeah. made that pretty clear. Yeah. And, so, and I mean, unfortunately, they couldn't gain anything. Yeah, and that that's the tough part is they don't gain anything. But you know what? At least with Norvell, he doesn't give us an eight. Uh, what what was the the one kid that that you know Bobby that year? They had a horrible signing day, and the kid had like blew his knee out like a week. Uh, man, the defensive end that went to Florida State. And they signed him on signing day. Like, oh, well, I know, you know, we we found this gem. So that, oh, oh man, the kid was terrible. Gresham, Aaron Gresham. Aaron Gresham, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't yes. one of those like, hey, listen, you from know like, what? I know we missed Bale, out. From like Lafayette High yeah. School. In we, Bale, missed, we missed out on one or two kids, but we found this kid. <laughs> I remember we watching his rivals film. And his first film was him coming in at a linebacker. It's like a bat out of hell. And a guard in the center picking him up in the air, driving him back ten yards, and just throwing uh, hey, him on the ground. My my I'm neighbor like, my neighbor watched like one clip of him, and he's like, "Listen, man, the guy's so tight, he's gonna blow his knees out." I'm like, "Come on, how can you say that?" Like a week into his first season, he blew his knee out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he goes, "Dude, he's, he's too stiff." 
I think Jimbo kept him on as like a fullback for a while. Uh, no, like, no, nah, they got they got nah, rid of that kid. Nah, but see. I mean, they had a they had a very good class. Um, you know, you, you get disappointed with the Bolden loss, but at the end of the day, the kid was the top player in Georgia, and and yeah. you know, you're going to a coach that specializes in DBs. That's part of the thing when you go after top kids. I tell everybody, I'd you know. I've always said it. You could go one for five on elite kids and you get that one kid. That's great. Or you could go five for five on Jags and go, Oh man, they did great, but none of them end up, you know, amounting to everything. So I think overall Florida state had a great class, you know, more Miami had a very good class, even Florida's class that you saw one of the linebackers in the all-star game today, the kid was all over the field. He's going to be, he he looks like another Channing Crowder. Uh, the linebacker they got from um, that was in the all-star game today. He was the best linebacker. Uh, so I, I think all three programs, the whole thing is you learn with Mike Norvell. And I think they need to have it at Miami and they need to have it at Florida. They need to, they, they need to give these guys time and be patient. Uh, yeah. you, you know, Florida got Florida to, to got the quarterback, the five-star quarterback. He's not coming in next year and saving the day. Like oh. they're going to, they're going to have to go with Mertz next year. You yeah. get this kid some reps and they got to find a way to win eight or nine just to get the fans off his have back. Have you seen their schedule? No, their schedule's brutal. Are they going to do pay teams to lose? No, you and I you, to play teams that did not nah, play. Nah, they have nah, to not play. Nah, they need like COVID outbreaks, man. <laughs> like teeth. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no, man. It's just terrible. But I mean, it's just, I do think that if you're patient, and you look, we talked about it with Mario. He's building the program the right way, inside out, the offensive and defensive lines. If he gets a quarterback, I think their fan base will be very happy. I just think you have to be a little more patient. Unless somebody's a total colossal failure early on, I think these coaches need more than two or three years to really you know, get what they do, need to get done. Yeah, I, I like what Miami did. I mean, the fact that last year they had these – they were able to get in these these elite offensive tackles. This year, they got an elite defensive line class. They really, uh, they really, un, you know, you, you can really see what he's trying to do. And as we saw in the Orange Bowl, you, that sort of recruiting, that sort of commitment to getting high school kids in it, though, in the trenches, in the front seven on defense. When you go down, when when like. You get to the point where you get the second teams and third teams. It makes a huge difference because those kids that Georgia had that were coming in off the bench were kids that were part of number one recruiting classes. And, you know, Florida State's recruiting classes from like 20 to 22 were not exactly, uh, you know, they weren't a lot, really a lot of those guys. A lot of the guys are gone. And yeah, those are the stayed. Yeah. I wish they were probably gone after yeah. that. I mean, listen, you need depth um, to win championships. You know, most of these teams, you know, they say any given Sunday, you're going to, you can, you have a chance on a Saturday to upset somebody. I mean, Georgia's been in tight games the last few years, whether it's Missouri. I mean, they struggled with Kent State, but it's the depth that gets them over the top and gives them a chance to not only make the playoffs, but once they get there, dominate the playoffs. It's that depth. I think Norvell's done a very good job to get that 22 on par with everybody else. It's building that back end depth. And if he can do that, they're going to be in the playoffs a lot and have a shot to win titles. That's and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I just think he's got to. At a certain point, I think he has to take a step back. 
and just make the decision that we cannot fill this through the portal this year. Like we've got to get these high school kids and we've got to maybe take a year of some minor lumps to get, to get past, you know, to, to, to kind of transform the way we do things. Now, I, I think they need to sign close to 30 kids out of high school this year. And I, I would take as many old line and D linemen that want to come, you know, you build that thing up. And then if you need to fill a couple spots, you know, four to five from the portal, that's different. You can't be pulling in 10 to 15 a year. It's not sustainable. Um, other teams are going to be recruiting D linemen and O linemen. You're not going to get as fortunate as finding a Jared verse and a Braden fist. And they've been very fortunate and they've done a phenomenal job. I give them all the credit. It's just, you're not going to keep hitting. You're just yeah. not because yeah. there's going to be one year where there's only two DNs in the whole country that were, are worth it, darn that you really want. And those kids aren't going to be from your area, you know, yeah. and it's, they're seeing that with this kid from Purdue, the kid lives 30 minutes away from Texas A&M. They they're supposed to get them on a visit this weekend. The kid visited A&M. The parents are A&M fans. Like, are you yeah. going to pull that kid? I don't know. I, I just, it's a lot to ask. Uh, a lot to- Lot to ask from their money sources for that one, you know. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Ah, well, you know what? Uh still a lot to be determined. The offseason officially begins uh in another week or so, but for many teams it's already started. And come Thursday, uh come, you know, early next week, many of the kids that you saw today in the Under Armour All America game will be heading on to programs and I think by the middle of the month you start getting into OTAs and sweat drills or whatever else they call them and before you know it we'll be talking about watching more bad spring football games (laughs) so oh man but a lot to determine between now and then uh fish cast is back 2024 uh hopefully we get up more coaches more people more of everything this year uh hope everybody had a wonderful holiday uh that includes uh you mr fish now the uh now the dad of about what six new puppies seven sharpay seven new sharpay puppies all right so well it's great speaking to you Corey. man i will we'll talk again soon man absolutely we'll talk again soon thank you to our producer justin otto for getting out there hopefully got all of the grand theft auto gear that he wanted for christmas yeah i'm and, sure he got uh, a kiss t-shirt and some yeah he, he got yeah he got like a like a motley crew uh 1988 girls 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 tour t-shirt that he's probably gonna have i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh all right take care fish thank you for everybody for listening we'll be back with you real soon thanks Bye.